You're listening to the Amicus Juris Podcast. This podcast was born out of the passion and vision of bright minds in the pursuit of sharing knowledge to a much wider audience and to make simpler legal jargons. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Amicus Juris Podcast. This is your host, Blessy, and together with my co-hosts, JP, we will be discussing complicated legal issues in simple terms. We would like to thank our listeners for their continued support. Good evening, Blessy. For tonight's episode, we will be discussing Republic Act 9262, also known as the Violence Against Women and Their Children Act. We are very lucky for once again, our guest lawyer, Attorney Christine Florete, will be joining us. She will help us understand how this law is relevant to our story for tonight. The advancement of technology is a two-edged sword. On one side, it makes things very convenient. By using modern telecommunication devices, people can easily contact their loved ones no matter where they are. However, these innovations can also be used as weapons to inflict anguish, psychological distress, and humiliation to another person. That is true, Blessy. That is why I am very careful in using my gadgets, especially nowadays that a single click could possibly affect or ruin someone else's life. The technology during these times is very concerning, as more and more people are able to find ways to weaponize our telecommunication system in order to exploit others. That's right, partner. As the saying goes, with great power comes great responsibilities. We have to use technology carefully so as not to infringe the rights of others. And this is the theme of our podcast tonight. Specifically, how technology has been manipulated in order to inflict anguish, psychological distress, and humiliation to another person. Yes, and in line with that, our episode tonight is about Beatrice, a 24-year-old sales executive who was at the receiving end of a malicious Facebook messenger from her ex-boyfriend, Charlie. Let us listen to her story. Hi, my name is Bea. I am 24 years of age and I'm working as a sales executive at one of the car dealers in the city. My problem began when I broke off my one-year relationship with my ex-boyfriend, Charlie. I met Charlie in an online game chat room. Just like me, he was addicted to Dota and other role-playing games that were popular at that time. Our friendship blossomed as we spent a lot of time playing online games. Eventually, we decided to meet each other and hit it off immediately. I found Charlie to be down-to-earth, funny, and very affectionate. While I graduated from college and eventually found a job at the car dealership, Charlie, on the other hand, dropped from college to pursue online gaming as a career. At first, I was very supportive of his plans and even went to the point of accompanying him in online game competitions. 
However, I started to find Charlie's lack of foresight as a disappointment. He just spent countless hours in front of the computer and did not have any backup plan in case his online gaming career goes bust. What started as a disappointment turned into a serious problem when I began to notice that Charlie had no plans to settle down even in the near future. That is why I decided to break up with him two months ago. Of course, it did not go well for him. He became furious and even accused me of having an affair at work. After the breakup, he continued to send me text messages and emails. He asked for us to get back together and for me to give him another chance. However, my decision is final. So one night, Charlie sent a picture to my Facebook Messenger account. It was of a naked woman with spread legs and with my face superimposed on the figure. I recognized that my face was taken from the photo he took when we were vacationing in Boracay last summer. After I got the obscene photo, I immediately sent him a message asking why he did it. To which, Charlie replied that it was his way of getting back at me for cheating on him. He boasted that it's going to be easy for him to create similarly scandalous pictures of me. He also threatened to spread the picture he sent through the internet. One of his succeeding messages lately reads, It is really easy to do that. Your car dealership has a chat room. I can also send the photo there. I am actually terrified that this photo will be leaked at work and seen by my customers, even if I can prove to them that this photo is a fake. I just cannot avoid the insinuations and doubts, and this may even destroy my career as a sales executive. A horrible story, partner. I am really sad and concerned for Beatrice. I couldn't imagine the trauma that this nightmare has caused her, especially that she's new at her job. If ever her ex-boyfriend will push through in leaking these photos at her workplace, it will surely create a big problem not only for her but for her company as well. That will be a total scandal. Imagine... Beatrice's customers will be wondering if she's indeed the one on those lewd photos. And even if she proves that those photos were edited, her reputation is already affected, or worse, damaged. Something has to be done. Let us ask our guest lawyer, attorney Christine Florete, on her take on Beatrice's predicament. Good evening, Blessy and JP. The situation of Beatrice is no longer uncommon nowadays. That is why we have several new laws on internet content abuse and cyberbullying. One of these is most applicable to your case. This is Republic Act 9262 or the Anti-Violence Against Women and Their Children Act of 2004. Under this law, violence against women 
includes an act or acts of a person against a woman with whom she has or had a sexual or dating relationship. This means that a woman can file a criminal complaint against her ex-boyfriend for sending her an obscene photograph if this caused her substantial emotional or psychological distress under Republic Act 9262. Charlie's single act of sending an offensive picture to Beatrice is already considered a form of harassment which translates to violence. This is because the object of the law is to protect women and their children. Punishing only violence that is repeatedly committed would license isolated ones. The Supreme Court ruled that what is obscene and injurious to an offended woman can, of course, be only determined based on the circumstances of each case. Here, the naked woman on the picture, her legs spread open and bearing Beatrice's head and face, was clearly an obscene picture. And... To Beatrice, a revolting and offensive one. Surely, any woman like her, who is not in the pornography trade, would be scandalized and pained if she sees herself in such a picture. What makes it further terrifying is that, as Beatrice said, Charlie sent the picture with a threat to post it in the internet for all to see. That must have given her a nightmare. Thank you very much, Attorney Florette. We were indeed enlightened by your insights on Republic Act 9262 or the Anti-Violence Against Women and the Children Act of 2004. We hope that Beatrice can be empowered to do something about what Charlie has done. That is correct, Blessy. In fact, Beatrice's story can serve as a lesson for men not to subject their partners or even their former girlfriends to any form of violence. Under Republic Act 9262, as what had been explained by Attorney Florete, any act of harassment which results to substantial emotional or psychological distress on the part of women may fall within the coverage of the law. Well, guys, that is our episode for tonight. We hope that you learned something about the law. For those who missed our first three episodes, you can still listen to these at our FB page, Amicus Juris, the Podcast Project, and our YouTube channel. Yes, and we also encourage our listeners to send us their inquiries about legal issues through our email address as provided in the description. Until then, this is JP and together with my co-host Blessy, we would like to thank all those who listened to our podcast tonight. We hope that you will listen again to our succeeding episodes. Good night! Stories discussed in this podcast are inspired by real cases decided by the Supreme Court. The opinions and views of the guest lawyers are their own personal analysis and views on the featured topic. 
Any comment about the podcast episodes may be sent to Amico's Juris Facebook page.